The way you browse the internet is about to drastically change in the next year or so. So in today's pod, we are going to be talking about a product that's driving that change, Arc Browser. To dive into this subject, we are going to divide our video into three parts. So in the first part, we are going to be talking about Arc Browser as a product, the company behind it, and its business model. In the second part, we will dive into the web browser market and its competitive landscape. And finally, we are going to tell you whether this product is going to be a win or a bust. If this is your type of content, please subscribe to our channel and also like the video. We are aiming for 50 likes for this video and we want your thoughts on the Arc browser even before you watch the video. So thank you for your support and let's start. I know I've, you've been using this browser for a few days now. Let's talk a little bit about browser itself, what it does, and let's give our thought on the product. What do you have to say? I have started using it two or three days ago when I came across one of their videos talking about next feature that they are going to introduce in this browser. And I'm like, oh, I've never actually heard of this browser. I was quite surprised and I downloaded it and I started playing with it and I can see why people like it so much. Um, as a UI engineer, a UX engineer myself, I can tell when something is well built, especially when the user experience is very different. And that's what I can say about this browser. I am, I've only been using it for two, three days now, and I can say that the experience is very different from mm. my traditional browsers like Chrome and Safari. Personally, I use two different browsers. I use one for work, which is Chrome. That's where I develop and test my products. And uh, I use Safari because I feel like it's a little bit more secured. That's where I do my personal browsing. I guess you just hide your browsing history in Safari. You, know? you don't want your employer to know. That's why you're using two, right? No, not really. They have a lot of software on this machine to prevent you from accessing certain sites. My laptop, for example, I can't really access Perplexity's website. It's literally blocked in the company. Wow. But I love Perplexity. I've been using it more and more over Google. Yeah. I have to go to my phone every time I want to use it. That's okay. Let's talk yeah. about Arc. I was going to say the guys at Perplexity, for this podcast, I basically use Perplexity for the research, really. And, right. uh, yeah, great experience. I mean, on Arc browser, I mean, you send me the link as well to kind of download it and stuff. Me, I've used it for two days now. To explain the product to people that are listening or watching us, it is a browser. is a combination of three things, basically. It's a browser that has a search engine and web page. And it is a sort of operating system. And really the rationale behind why they build this is the fact that they are thinking that soon everything that we do on a computer or a laptop is going to be web-related and they wanted to create a system is going to help you control and then just work from one place. So that's how this thing is kind of designed and thought about. And I would say it's a lot of big ideas. User experience is nice, it's clean, it's well-structured. Some of the tools that I saw there as well, I'm impressed. So that's what I can say for now. So the Arc browser is a Chromium-based browser. For anybody who doesn't know, Chromium is an open source browser that was built by Google and is the same browser 
or underlying browser that the Chrome browser uses. And a lot of other companies have adopted this uh, code base and designed their own UI on top of it. If you look Edge browser, which is the second most uh, popular browser in the world, they also use Chromium. And there are tons of other browsers like Tor, Opera, a ton of browser out there that actually use Chromium as base. It's an open source project from Google. And because it's a Chromium browser, whenever someone installs the Arc browser, they can immediately use everything that they were already using in Chrome. They can import all their browsing history, all their bookmarks, all their Chrome extensions. They can import all those into Arc and everything just works as if nothing really changed. You just know that, okay, the UI is a little bit different, but that's about it. So that's a good thing. Now, as far as the UI that they built on top of it is concerned, is a little bit of a different approach where instead of having a bar at the top and you see a hundred tabs being open, the tab management system, which is kind of the core product here, is yeah. on the side and mm -hmm. you can organize your tab into folders and they call something spaces. So you can basically switch from one context to the other. You can have a workspace, a personal space, and you can basically organize your tab. This is the main feature that they are selling us, but they are going to take it a little bit further. And we are going to talk about the business model and everything of this company. You describe it perfectly well because, I mean, it looks really good, to be honest. Uh, it's clean, it's very well structured. And in a way, I felt that this product is of... Uh, is for the maniac, people that love very structured and organized yes. stuff, people that plan their holidays in Excel sheet and those things. <laughs> so <laughs> that was, that, that was what, what I thought, right? Yeah, it looks really, really nice. And they came up with a lot of nice things. And one of the articles that I kind of went through before the pod was comparing them to the TikTok of browsers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because basically they were saying that they came up with so many new ideas and big ideas. That's going to revolutionize the um, whole browser space. So on that, I agree with you. Now let's talk about how this company is trying to dominate browsers market, uh, yeah. how they are trying to make money, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, in terms of company itself, you gave the name before, the name is the browser, uh, the browser company, and yes. they've raised in total 56.8 million. And that's what they've raised. And they raised this morning from people, mainly from Instagram, Stripe, Twitter, Figma, Zoom, and LinkedIn. Some of the founders of those companies. And in terms of revenue, they are still in the single digit. Talking about how they are planning to make money, I would say this was the confusing part for me because <laughs> what they are trying to do so far is that they are providing an ad-free browsing experience, right. which is something that's very important to them. Yes. And the second thing that's very key to them is about user privacy which is something the main or the biggest browser in the world does as well very well. Wink, wink there. So those are the two key things that they, they, they do. And this browser is free, right? It's free for everyone. So I was thinking how they are going to make money until I come across the plan that they had regarding how they are planning to charge companies by helping them improve their team's productivity. 
and also facilitates safer online payment. And they have some other potential ways of making money. They talk about product placement. And that was a little bit confusing since they didn't want to do any ad. And also talk about the subscription model and affiliate marketing thing that they want to do as well. So for me, these are more of, they are not concrete yet. They are just plans and things that they are planning to do. So I'm not sure how they are going to be making money. Well, yeah. What's your thought on this? The vision from the, the CEO of the company is if you are an investor, you is easy to buy in the vision. The implementation is uh, something else, right? And that goes without saying for anybody who is building a startup. The ideas are cheap, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so today, we, from what the founder is describing, right? He started by saying that today, when you go to the web, right? Where do you start? When you open your browser, you don't remember all the website that you want to go to, right? You first type something in Google search, right? Mm -hmm. And then you start browsing from there. But originally before Google, it wasn't this way. Okay. Before Google, you open your browser, you have to know exactly the domain name or the URL of the website you want to browse. And you type that. If you make a mistake, that's on you. <laughs> you type that and you go there. Then Google came along and what they did, now looking back, you would think is obvious, but well, that's what they did. They came and they basically recorded all the existing websites in the world in a database. And when you type, you go to Google and you don't even need to know exactly the website anymore. You just type a word that has something to do with the website and Google will give you a lot of links, a lot of links that you can pick from and you can navigate to thousands of other websites. So basically, Google has made it in such a way that browsing has to start from Google. It's not even starting from the browser. The browser is just a way for you to go to Google and then from Google, you go to other websites. There is, and we talked about this in the episode we did about Apple, where there is some monopoly in how people can access, right? The web today, even if you know the website, sometimes you just have to go and to type, not really you have to, but people have developed this second nature where they have to go to Google, type that name there before they navigate away. Google thought about this and they were like, okay, even though we have Google, we want to even give a better way for people to first go to Google before they go anywhere else. So they build the Chromium browser and you ask yourself, if you had a browser code and it's working well, why would you make it open source, right? Mm, okay. <laughs> and that's what they did, right? They made it open source. By making it open source, it's easier for people who are building their own browsers on top of Chromium to also make Google the default search engine, right? A self-fulfilling, prophecy kind of thing that uh, is going I'm tell, on I'm, I'm telling you i think <laughs> we will dive we will dive a little bit more into this in the web browsing market right but based on this research right by preparing this pod google is a genius people yeah. at google they are very good you guys right. are smart <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of how they are planning to make money right what do you think of this and you talk about google as like a search engine before from what i've learned from arc they are still using google as default yes they are not really changing this right and that brings us exactly where we started how should they make money right yeah <laughs> <laughs> right so it's a free product yes it's a free product you can download it and do whatever you want to do but one of the thing you have to remember today google pays a billion dollar to apple to make default search engine in ios right mm. so that's one billion dollar 
just every year that goes to Apple. To reduce that from happening, Google created the Chrome browser, right? It has its own browser. They start from Google. Everything you type in, it goes through Google. And ultimately, how do people buy ads? They buy it through Google as well. Like, so if you want to create an ad, you buy it through Google. And Google is the one again, which is serving you the ad that you are going through when you go to Google. Self-fulfilling prophecy. We explained that. Now, this model that they are using from the browser company is going to disrupt a little bit of that. Are they going to go back to Google and ask Google, hey, pay us a billion dollars so that you can make you default search browser? I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> but from what I understood from John Miller, the CEO of the browser company, is that he is looking at the browser as a platform. Think of the iPhone. Again, this is a, a recurring theme in our podcast, but... When we look at all these tech companies, they are trying to replicate what Apple has created. Think of the iPhone and think of the browser as the Apple Store. The Arc browser is trying to be the Apple Store of the internet. That's what I understood from mm -hmm. the way he was talking, right? By being the Apple Store of the internet, not necessarily being that you will come to the browser and you are going to buy apps, right? But if you think about it, Every time you want to access anything on the internet, you, you need to go through a browser. You don't really have a choice. There is no other way to do it. You have to go through a browser. Is kind of the best marketing platform that exists in the world. So if someone is able to build a platform on top of that, that can allow some people to market their product easily mm. on there, and they have a good size of the people who use browsers in the world, it's kind of a good business. Okay. I think that relates to what they were talking about regarding product placement then. But what I would say is that this actually, in terms of like copying another player, this is basically copying Google. Let me explain. And this, we are diving into the web browsing market or the, yeah. the landscape of the web browsing. Basically, Chrome doesn't make a lot of money. Chrome doesn't make much money, basically, because web browsers, they make money based on realities, which is what you talked about before. A search engine get into partnership with them. And then the search engine will pay them a royalty for using that search engine and engine will be the one doing the ads and then right. giving a bit of the revenue or the money they get the web browser. So Chrome doesn't get much money because Chrome is based on Google is the same company. And Google basically use Chrome as a cross-selling platform. And Chrome just plays like a very good role in the Google ecosystem, just like for Apple. The iPhone. Exactly. <laughs> they cross-sell all Google's products. So that's how they sell more Gmail accounts. That's how they help people to use more Google apps, Google Docs, boost a little bit of ads. And the key thing here is that that's how they track your data. So it's basically the same thing. And Google manages to do this because they control most of this market. In terms of the browser market, let me just share my screen and show you this chart. So this is the browser market. And you can see that Chrome has around 64, 65% of that market, followed by Safari, around 20%, and then Edge, Firefox, and et cetera, et cetera. And our dear Arc browser is somewhere in the others, right? And basically what I'm trying to say here is that Google controls everything and the market is very big. Yes. And this market is around 470 billion in 2023. The Chrome's revenue is around 300 billion. That's a lot of money. And for a small startup such as Arc Browser to compete with this company is very, very, very difficult. It is. But you have to think of it this way. 
this is more of a disruption than playing the old game, right? You are trying to sell people on efficiency and productivity, right? Privacy, that's debatable because everybody can kind of try to offer some sort of privacy. But this goes back to what perplexity is doing as well, where they are trying to... The Trojan horse in Google's, let's say, arsenal is Google itself, the search engine. It's not really Chrome. Chrome is just a way for you to get to the search Thank engine. Thank you. Right. Thank you for saying that. Can you see what I just shared? So yes, that's the yes. market share of the, of the, the search, search engine, engine market. market. And yes. Google is the absolute beast of this market. 92% of the search engine. They are uh, dominating yes. everybody. And as you know, Chrome uses Google search engine. Firefox or Mozilla uses Google. Safari uses Google. Opera uses Google. They control everything, Google. They are very powerful. They are tough. <laughs> they, they, yeah, are just a tough they, they are very difficult to go around. That's why just creating a browser company is not going to cut yeah. it. Because unless their game plan is to restrict themselves to a small number of users who just like the productivity, the user experience of their browser, then it's good for them, like good business, right? Yeah. But if you want to really compete with giants like Google, you have to really attack the real problem. And the real problem is the search engine, how it works. Today, and the Perplexity CEO said this, if you go to Google, you get 10 blue links, right? And along those 10 blue links, you get a bunch of ads that are paid for ads or links that you can also sponsored links that you get at the top. Let's say you don't even click those sponsored link and you click on an actual result that is relevant to your search and you go to that website you see more ads that are probably served through google ads as well so you have to really attack the problem and that's why recently they mentioned that they were bringing a feature to their browser this feature actually exists in one of their products on the ios currently they have their software the arc browser is distributed through mac if you have a mac operating system you can download the arc software if you have an iOS device like an iPhone, you can download the Arc Search app as well. And they are not even yet on Windows. They are in beta release right now. Yep. is by invitation. And they don't have anything on Android, the biggest uh, mobile operating system in the world. First of all, what they are trying to accomplish is huge. Like yep. they, they, yep. they have a lot of work. Now, even leave that aside. The elephant in the room is the search engine. And that's why they have created this feature called Search For Me. You go into the app, you type the keyword or whatever you're trying to search. And instead of giving you 10 blue links, they only give you the more accurate link that you need. So if you look for a video, for example, they are going to give you maybe four different links to YouTube pointing to a video that has to do with your search term. So you don't really need to navigate do you, a, the 10 blue links. But do you think, uh, yeah. I mean, they are still doing that based on Google, right? In a way, they are just uh, filtering Google results and giving you something more accurate. So I would say they are not like tackling the problem because Google is still behind it. I don't know the implementation details of this. Okay. I don't know if they are building their own indexing database. That means <laughs> crawling the web and indexing every single web page in the world. I don't know if they are doing that. That's hard to do. That's why nobody has been able to beat Google. Most people don't even have the money to do this. Mm -hmm. Bing has tried this for years and wasn't successful. 
I don't know if that's what they're doing. But here's the thing. This is not good for Google in this way. If you buy an ad and let's say things are reversed where 90% of people are using Arc browsers and you go and buy an ad through Google, your ad is not going to get seen by a human. If Arc is going to do this automatically and just give you the relevant links, Google is going to lose. And what are people going to do? They are going to take their money and say, hey, let me go to Arc and let me pay Arc so that it shows my product. Got you. Totally so, agree with that. But to me, this is where I'm getting lost again mm -hmm. because I don't know everything. I don't know too much about this company. If they win this game, right? Are they just going to become Google, do the same thing, serve us ad at the end? To be honest with you, this is mm -hmm. the most lucrative lucrative business. Is the I, ad I agree. business. I agree. And I've seen other companies as well that came up with I would say operating system similar to what Arc browser is trying to do. So there is one called uh, Sigma OS, uh, which is very clean as well. It's an operating system that's trying to tackle a similar problem. There is another one called Brave as well, try to prioritize the same things, user privacy, and also killing ads. And this browser loads very faster than Chrome. And they use like cryptocurrency and some stuff like that. What I'm trying to say is that there are other players that are trying to come at Google and trying to solve this problem. But based on all the things we've said so far, this is very difficult to do. And all you can do is disrupt Google just a little bit. Taking right. over in the short term, I don't see that happening. I know we are going a little bit into our take now. Tell me first, what, what's your take on this whole thing? Is it going to be a win or a bust? For me, they will have a relatively okay kind of success. Mm -hmm. I don't see this being a big thing. They can try to sell the crap out of this browser. I understand that it's good. I like it personally. I'm a big fan of it. I like that I don't have to deal with ads because on all my browsers, I have ad blockers on all my browsers. There is no, like, I don't like ads. That's that for me. When they say no ads, I'm sold. Okay. <laughs> I'm good with that. But again, when it comes to business, you need to make money. I don't know exactly how they are going to make it, but here's one thing I, I noticed in one of their presentations. They are offering to have chat GPT as part of your search, like quick way to access chat GPT. Is it that OpenAI is paying them to place their product there? Another thing I saw is that Perplexity now is one of their default search engine as well. Before, they only had Google, Bing, and the, the usual suspects, right? They just recently announced that they added Perplexity to that. Microsoft. <laughs> right. But is Perplexity paying them to do this? If this is the way, and I just watched another podcast of the founder, he was saying something like, if you are someone who is building a software, you should reach out to us. That means that if you are building something that can be sold through surfacing it in their browser, you can partner with them. All these are good, but mm -hmm. it's like you are going back to the same thing you are saying that it's wrong, that Google is doing this. Like you are going back to ads, basically. Yeah. This don't feel like partnership. It feels like mm -hmm. you are just selling us ads in a sneaky way. Yeah, I totally understand you. On my side, I would say that the future browser that we are going to be using in the next maybe two or three years is going to look like Arc Browser. I'm not sure whether it's going to be Arc Browser, but it's going to be something that looks like it. And it's going to be caring a lot about our privacy. It's going to also be cleaner 
and focus on user experience. Yep. So I don't know whether that's going to be Arc or not. My issue with Arc, though I like their ideas, I think the changes that they are trying to implement into our lives are a little bit big and we need a little bit of time to really learn how to use the platform or the operating system. And knowing human beings in general, they don't like changes. That's going to be hard. And I hope for Arc browser that it doesn't end up becoming a product like, do you remember the Segway PT, that product where you just get on it and then it just drives you around? Yeah, yeah, the Segway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the Segway that, yeah. you know, it, it was great. But where is the Segway now? No, Nobody yeah. knows. That's my take on yeah, it. Yeah, that's good a luck, very good, good point. Nothing is also stopping other browsers like Safari or even Chrome to copy their UI and build it. Nothing yeah. is stopping them. Yeah. The only and thing the stopping more... mm -hmm. Google today is figuring out how can I do what Arc is doing and still serve ads. Exactly. Right. Like me, I was more <laughs> thinking about acquisition, actually. It's going to be tough because you will need a big amount of product. They have to look at you as a threat before they even consider you as an acquisition. That's true. And today, if I was someone on the upper echelon in the Google leadership, I will be more worried about perplexity than Arc, to be honest with you. Because I, I, it, I agree. if you want to play this game, you address the elephant in the room and it, that is the search engine. And perplexity has done well by attacking the, the search engine. And ultimately, if perplexity becomes big enough, they can buy Arc and be what we want Arc to be. Cool. So yeah, that's it for today then. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the content. Don't forget to smash the like button and subscribe. Me and my buddy, we make it all of this money. Yeah, I know it's rude to be bragging. They never catching us lagging. Me and my buddy, we working hard for this money.